Hi, I'm Liz from Liz Gets Loaded. That's the money kind of loaded, but this is the show where I sit in my closet, drink wine, and talk about money and anxiety. I have both. Hey friends, today I wanted to give you an update. I feel like I have been talking about wanting to buy a new car and then buying a new car for a really long time. Like actually one of my very first episodes was about how I was really coveting my friend's very fancy car. And then at the beginning of the year, I did an episode that was like, I'm going to try to talk myself out of getting a new car. And then it didn't work. Spoiler alert. So it's been, we bought a new car in, I think it was in April. So it's been like three or four months and I really went back and forth on it. So I thought I would talk a little bit about what it cost and how I'm feeling about that ridiculously gigantic purchase a couple of months later. So we bought a used Audi e-tron. So it's a fully electric car, four years old. And the total cost with the taxes and everything was around $58,000. Again, it's four years old. The price when it was brand new was like 80K, but that was, mm, but that was without all the taxes and whatnot. So call it like 85. I know there's a lot of advice out there about never buy a new car because it loses so much value right away. But then there was this huge crunch on inventory of used cars. So in some cases, it actually did make sense to buy a new car because it was almost the same price as buying a used car. I don't have a strong opinion there. I only buy a car like every 10 years, (laughs) eight to 10 years, I guess. So I'm not very good at car buying because I don't do it that often. But we decided to buy a used car. There's no way in the world I was going to spend 80 something thousand dollars on a car. I still feel weird about as much as we spend. But in any case, so it was about $58,000. Our balance that's left is just under $30,000. We put like $10,000 down when we bought it. And I've just been trying to pay off a few thousand here and there. And I know not everyone can do that. I mean, I had the cash to pay for this car in cash if I wanted to, but it would have put such a big dent in our cash savings that I didn't feel comfortable doing that. It was kind of weird timing too. I'll talk, and we'll talk more about that another day, but my goal is to pay this car off before the end of the year, which is kind of a lot because there's only November, October, November, December. There's only four months left in the year, which means I would have to pay like $7,000 a month. Ugh, I don't, I don't want to do that. I think that's too much. My original goal was before the end of the year, or if not within 12 months. I don't like paying interest on it. I don't like having a car payment. I was kind of thinking if I just did it before the end of the year, then I don't have to worry about it at all in terms of budgeting for next year. Because I keep doing these spending recaps. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the total, like without what we paid towards the car because we're just kind of throwing whatever cash at it. So it feels like it's kind of throwing off my total spending numbers. But I also don't want to like discount it entirely because if I wasn't paying extra towards it, I would have technically a $1,000 car payment. It was like nine something, which is bananas. But that's where we are in terms of the money. This car brand new would have been somewhere north of $80,000. Used with the taxes and everything, it was 58. We owe less than 30K left and we didn't get any tax credits or anything because we bought it used. I think I didn't totally fall down the rabbit hole of tax credits, but I think they only apply to new cars or used cars in pretty limited circumstances. And the tax credits changed quite a bit earlier this year. And so it made it a lot more restrictive and a lot fewer cars qualified for it. If they hadn't been as restrictive, then I might have looked at that more closely, but I just bought the thing I wanted. So... Anyways, other stuff about money. I think our insurance went up by about $200 a month. We still have to sell our old car. I just have had a lot going on. I haven't had time to do it, but I need 
I really need to get on that. And then we paid $1,400 for someone to install a level two charger at our house. And that included the charger. So the $1,400 was for the electrician to come out and for the actual charger itself. And a level two charger, if you're not familiar with EVs, so there's level one charging, level two charging, and level three. Level one is like you just plug a regular plug into a regular outlet in your wall, but it charges pretty slowly, like anywhere from probably one mile to four miles per hour. So if you leave it in like plugged overnight, you might only get like 15 to 30 miles put back on your car, which if you don't drive that much is probably fine. And we probably could have gone away with never having anything else. Like we probably could have gotten away with level one charging at our house all the time, but it just gives me a little peace of mind to have a level two charger. I actually do have a pretty long commute when I drive into the office and it, it doesn't like fully replenish itself overnight when I do that, but I don't do that every day. So again, we probably could have gone away with level one charging all the time, especially because I can charge at work, but it's just, nice to know that if we ever need to charge it at home, we can do that. Level two chargers charge probably somewhere between like 10 to 20 miles per hour. So ours usually fills up all the way if we plug it in overnight. And then level three chargers are kind of like the equivalent of gas stations for electric cars. So you can go and it'll charge your car in, I mean, in like 15, 20 minutes, I think, but you can't get one of those installed at your house. It's like they, they're like $60,000 or something. So, so we paid $1,400 to have a level two charger installed at home. Maybe we didn't need it, but like I said, it gives me peace of mind. I feel like in general, we're all moving, like the, the growth in the automotive industry is towards electric cars. So we were probably going to need one at some point and maybe it selling feature whenever we go to sell our house. I don't know seemed like a good idea at the time. I noticed also speaking of charging at home, I think our first month I looked at our electric bill like that month versus the same month last year. And it was up by like maybe $20. Since then we've been really trying to charge at work so we can both charge for free at work and both typically go up anywhere from like one to three days a week. And so we always joke about free electrons, like (laughs) let's go to work and get free food and free electrons. So that's kind of nice. I think previously though, we were maybe spending $50 a month on gas, maybe a hundred dollars in like a driving heavy month. I don't think it's saving us tons of money in gas. It's definitely not saving more in gas than like the price of the car. And it's not offsetting the additional insurance cost or the cost to install a charger. It's kind of nice. It's mostly just a really convenient thing to never have to go to a gas station and to basically have a quote unquote gas station in the garage is really nice. It's kind of the money stuff. I don't, eh, that's all I can think of. Oh, and we had to pay a stupid $200 because the little bracket thing on the back that's supposed to hold the license plate on was broken. I was really mad about that. So I am hopeful that we will just have this car for a really, really long time. I had my last car for eight years and then the one before that for 10 years. And before that, I only ever drove true beaters, like true cars that were always at risk of leaving you stranded by the side of the road. So none of them were intended to last to last very long, but we'll see. I'll report back. I That's interesting to think about. I think I've been doing Liz Gets Loaded stuff online for two or three years now. So I hope I'm still doing it in eight years and I'll let you know when, when I decide to upgrade this car, I guess, but it's really nice. I would say overall, we both really love it. And there's a couple of features about it. So our old car was a 2013 and it just didn't have a lot of features. Like it didn't have a backup camera. So 
having a backup camera is really nice and such a huge safety feature. But there's also these little things like the car that we have now it has this thing. I don't know what it's called, but when you get to a stoplight and you brake and come to a full stop, you can take your foot off the brake and the car will just stay put. Like the brake is sort of locked until you hit the gas pedal again. And it seems really small, but not having to hold your foot on the brake the whole time you're at a stoplight is really nice and really convenient. And every time I we still have our old car because I haven't sold it yet. And there've been a few times that it, it was just more convenient to take the old car for whatever reason. And every time I, I've probably only driven it like two or three times, but every time I do, I almost forget that you have to hold your brake at a stoplight. And I'm like, ugh, this is so annoying. <laughs> My brain has adapted very quickly. I've gotten spoiled. But so the new car also has automatic cruise control, which means in traffic, it will slow down and stop and start like and stop and go traffic, or just it'll automatically follow the car in front of you at a, at a distance that you get to set, like how comfortable you are being close to the car in front of you. And it's so nice because again, I, neither one of us goes into the office every day, but when we do, it's like a, it's a, it's a solid 45 minutes to an hour and it's trafficy and it just makes it so much less stressful and so much less draining. And I'm not going to lie, the massaging seats help with that too. I mean, sitting in the car for that long, it's kind of, it's kind of a long time and it's Sometimes you feel a little creaky getting out of the car when you've sitting, been sitting that long. So the massaging seats are very, very well used. I kind of thought that was one of the things like, oh, that's neat, but am I ever going to use it? No, I use it every time. I just went to the grocery store. And I was like, massaging seats on. They're really gentle. Like I thought it was going to be kind of a vibration, but it's it, it just sort of gives you these like gentle nudges up and down your back. And there's a bunch of different programs and I, I really like it. <laughs> So that part's really nice. I also, the windows work really well, which our old car had this thing where when the driver's side window would go down, it would sort of end up sucking in the little rubber, I don't know what the right word is, little rubber piece next to the window would get sort of like sucked in with the window as it went down. And so you would have to like pry it up every time. And it was so annoying. And we were driving somewhere maybe yesterday and had the windows down. And then I was like, oh, we're, we're getting onto a busier street. I'm going to roll the windows up and just reach down and tapped both windows up, you know, hit the button one time. They both went up really easily. And I just out loud, I was like, I freaking love this car. <laughs> and it's not the word I used, but it was you know, when you've had an older car, I was about to say we've all driven that car, but maybe not all of us have. But I mean, I have driven cars where like every time I got to the stoplight, I was holding my breath. Like, I really hope the engine doesn't stop. Or whenever you roll the window down, you're like, I really hope it goes back up. <laughs> I had a car, I drove a car for a long time where the gas gauge didn't work. It was just stuck on like a quarter of a tank. And so you had to look at the mileage and just try to fill up every couple hundred miles to make sure you never ran out of gas, which was okay. At. I ran out of gas one time that I can remember. But having... So that, so you get used to that, right? And then get a newer car that has some new feature and it's so, so nice. So I really like that. There's a couple of things. I think this is related to it being a fully electric car, but being able to pre-cool it or preheat it through the app on the phone. So for example, again, we just were grocery shopping and the car was parked in the sun. So as we got to check out said, Hey, like turn on the air conditioning in the car. So when we got back to the car, it was nice and cool, which was really nice. Being able to preheat it in the winter is going to be clutch. And then it also works right away is the thing that I think is related to it being an electric car. So when you, in every gas car I've driven, you have to wait for the, to heat, like you have to wait for the car to warm up before the heat will work. You have to wait for the car, the engine to get going for a while before the air conditioning comes out really cold. And in this one, it comes out right away. I don't know if that's just newer cars or if that's because it's an electric car. I think it's because of an electric car, but I could be wrong. And 
overall, it's just really nice. I didn't have CarPlay or anything or GPS or anything. So having maps in the car and being able to see where I'm going and having the little estimate of when I'm going to get there, especially when I'm on my way into the office is really nice. Being able to see traffic and knowing like when it makes sense to take, you know, pay more and hop in the express lane or take a different route because there's an accident or something. Because I would just never look at maps when I was driving because I only had it on my phone and I didn't want to have my phone out while I was driving. So that's really convenient. And just overall, it's a really nice car. It's really quiet. It's really smooth. If you have started looking at any electric vehicles, any EVs at all, the comparison is always to Tesla. Like it's never comparing like the Hyundai electric car to the Audi electric car, to the BMW electric car, to the Subaru electric car. It's always like this car versus the Tesla because Tesla is such the standard and and sort of default when it comes to EVs, right? And so I was reading a lot of reviews that were like the Audi e-tron versus Tesla. And that was one thing they all mentioned is just this car. I mean, it is really quiet and it is really smooth. And the inside is just really well built. Everything feels solid. Everything feels nice. Nothing rattles. It's really, really good. And again, when I get in my old car um, and, you know, we hit a pothole or something, I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I'm actually kind of glad that I haven't sold my old car yet because I have driven it maybe three times. We usually have, have just been a one car household for, I don't know, years and years. And there's just been a few times where one of us had the new car and then it was like, oh, well, in the if we just had one car, I would just wait until you got back or I would take a ride share or I would reschedule this appointment or something. But since we had to, we've been taking kind of taking advantage. And I'm, and I'm glad that we did that though. I'm glad we've kept the old car, even though I need to sell it because I think used car prices are dropping and I think I've lost money by hanging on to it, even for a couple extra months, but it's been really nice to be able to get into it. And it just makes me appreciate the new car even more because that's something I was worried about. I remember chatting with a friend when I was on the fence and I was debating buying a new one. And she said, Oh, you know, the the thing about buying a new car is that you really like it for a week. And then after that, it's just your car. And so far I still, every time I get in, I'm like, Oh, so nice. <laughs> so I'm hoping I keep that feeling for a long time with our old car. I thought that too, when I bought it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is not the best, but I really liked it for a long time. And I really appreciated it. And every time I got in, I was like, oh, this is really nice. I had really nice seats. I had like a really nice interior. So anyways, my point is just that it's been nice having the old car and driving both. And it has reminded me a few times to not just get used to the new things and take that as normal, but to really appreciate all the little perks and bells and whistles that we spent too much money on. <laughs> so. It's not all rainbows and roses over here. I didn't think of a few things that I don't love. And I will tell you my one thing that I wanted in a car, like the one thing that was my non-negotiable was I really wanted a head up display. And if you don't know what that is, it's this really cool feature where there's a display that looks, it's kind of like a 3D effect. It, It shows you your speed and it can give you directions and show you kind of what some upcoming road signs are and the current speed limit. But it looks like it's on this sort of little projector that it projects up on the windshield and it looks like it's floating maybe 10 feet out in front of you. So it's nice because you can see some of those things at a glance without having to actually look down at the dashboard. It helps you keep your eyes on the road. And I had driven a friend's car who had that and I was like, I want that in my next car, non-negotiable. And I will say it's nice. I probably don't use it or appreciate it as much as I thought I was going to buy prescription sunglasses are have some kind of they're polarized or coated or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can't actually see the head up display when I'm wearing those sunglasses. And I never notice. I'm never like, hey, where's that thing? I'm missing it. And I just don't notice. So it's annoying because I definitely bought the highest trim model of this car. And so it was I mean, I probably spent like a lot of money. <laughs> I didn't need to spend to have that feature and I don't, it's not the most important thing, but I mean, it's not enough for me to sell it and trade down to a model that's not as nice. I've been trying to 
trying to remind myself to use it more. <laughs> the thing about it is that at least in our car, it, so it can give you your navigation directions on the head up display and kind of show you, okay, you're turning right here. It's a slight right here. And it gives you kind of a little map and arrow, but it only does that if you use the built-in GPS system on the car. And I just always use CarPlay and Google Maps. So maybe I should try to use the built-in one more, but I don't know how it updates or if it gives me, I should play around with that more actually. Okay. I'll do that. CarPlay itself can be like a little bit funny. Sometimes the maps really lag and it's also really hard to get it to switch. So when we're both in the car, it just seems to pick a phone to connect to. And it's hard. I, I haven't figured out an easy way to tell it, Hey, that's not the phone I want on CarPlay. I want the other iPhone on CarPlay. So that's kind of annoying. And then also this is so small, but I have noticed that I don't really listen to the radio as much because it has CarPlay. So I just always play Spotify or podcasts or my audiobook because it's so easy now. And in my old car, I'd always just listen to the radio. And I ended up listening to a lot more public radio and I would listen to shows that I wouldn't necessarily pull up because they're not in my podcast feed. And so, I mean, I can solve that and just try to listen to radio more, <laughs> but it just doesn't default on. But those are my only complaints, which in the grand scheme of things are, uh, it's pretty good. So I would say overall, I'm very happy with this purchase. One of the things that I think about, one of the mental tests I like to put purchases through is if I lost my job tomorrow, would I regret buying this? And I don't think I would. I mean, knock on wood and maybe I would, but I, it doesn't feel like I would. I think this was a no regrets purchase. Our old car was functional. It did need a really expensive repair this year. It was about 10 years old. It had a few things that were a little bit broken not having a backup camera. I mean, that's not even, it's not even legal to sell cars, to sell new cars without backup cameras these days. So I think we'll have this car for a really long time. We're really happy with it. We were talking about it in the car on the way home. I said, I think I'm going to do a podcast episode about an update on the new car. And we were trying to come up with things that we didn't like about it. And ultimately the conclusion was like, yeah, I guess if I think really hard, I could think of a couple of things, but overall we both really like it. So that's the update. I will update you again in 10 years when I go to sell it, I guess. <laughs> if you have any questions about EVs or charging, I'm sort of a newly converted person. So I get really excited to talk about it. You know where to find me in DMs if you want to roll your eyes at me because I kept talking about how I didn't need a new car and then I bought one anyways. That's fine. That is, <laughs> feel free to do that. Like just to, quietly to yourself or, or send me DMs. That's fine. That's fine too. I don't mind. Or you could tell me via a review on Apple Podcasts. I haven't gotten a negative review yet, but you could be the very first one. Or you could leave a nice review. That's good too. I You could leave one like the one from Melancholy Mew, who said this is one of their favorite personal finance podcasts and they enjoy how bite-sized each episode is. Although I have been talking for a very long time, so this episode might be quite a mouthful. In any case, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having just the best day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.